The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Hey, Jordan Harbinger here. Subscribe to the only show that will show you how to apply the world's greatest ideas from the most striking minds. After presenting more than a thousand interviews, I couldn't be more compelled to introduce you to the Jordan Harbinger Show. We've got spies and CEOs, athletes and authors from Kobe Bryant to Malcolm Gladwell, Tony Hawk and Howie Mandel to the chairman of Google, founders of LinkedIn and Instagram, antiquities smugglers, con men, brilliant scientists, national heroes, and even the head of the CEO. Listed as Apple's best of 2018 and countless other awards that, let's be honest, you probably don't care about right now. So come and have a listen for yourself and join me as we exploit the superpowers of the world's most incredible thinkers, amazing achievers, and iconic change makers with their insights delivered right into your mind. You'll get that blueprint of their brilliance each week so that you can learn to live what you listen. Subscribe right now to The Jordan Harbinger Show, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you're listening now. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. Welcome, everybody, to this special non-spoiler review of The Punisher Season 2 from Netflix and Marvel. I am one of your hosts here, John Roca, joined by two incredible people who I love talking about uh, movies and TV with uh, over there, Haley Fouch. Love Haley Fouch from the .com and Hello. Movie Talk as well. Haley, hey. welcome. Thank you. <laughs> and Dorian Parks. Uh, what up, what up, guys? You always see him doing stuff for heroes and doing stuff outside here, and of course he does, handles our social media. But you, uh, you guys are you, were you guys. First of all, let's start here. Were you guys fans of season one yeah. of The Punisher? Yes, I yeah. love season. It's probably okay. I think I ranked before Daredevil season three. I mm-hmm. think it was probably my highest rated uh, Netflix series on. What for so the you number? Series. It was your number it one. Was my number one. And then season three and happened to Daredevil. Yeah, yeah, and now season three is your number is one. My number one. Right. Maybe season four save Daredevil. Hashtag. <laughs> 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 what about you, Haley? Uh, on the same page, it's it's right up there with Daredevil season three. Jessica Jones season one yeah. and Punisher season one. Those are my jam. Yeah. Punisher season one is, is my number one favorite uh, of uh, of Netflix. Even Daredevil season three. I still had a couple of moments that – a couple of episodes that were a little slower than mm-hmm. I would have liked for that season. But for me, there were so, there were so many buttons that were pushed correctly for season one of the Punisher, the PTSD stuff, the military stuff, and then just finally seeing a Punisher that isn't – uh, Adolph Lundgren or David Hatt or whoever it was that did it on the movie. Oh, Thomas Jane or Ray Stevenson. Whatever you feel about those movies, I think this was the most accurate Punisher I've ever seen, either TV or film. So it was good to see John Bernthal do that. Uh, all right, so we're going to jump into season two, get the overall thoughts, talk about some of the storylines that we felt uh, worked or didn't work, and how we felt overall about it at, at the end. But uh, let's start off here. Uh, Haley. Overall, what was your reaction, considering how much you like season one, what was your reaction uh, as you finished season two? Without spoilers, right? Right, of course. Uh, Unfortunately, I don't love season two on the same level Mm, that I did season one. I find that there is a lot to enjoy about it still, and Mm -hmm. I definitely 
I think people who are really like, I want to just see the comic books. I just want to see the Punisher. I don't want all this drama. Are going to be really happy. <laughs> yes, it's very much more in line with the comic books. And with that comes like, I enjoyed how thoughtful the first season was. Mm-hmm. This one doesn't feel as thoughtful. So that's my main thing: is that it's fun, it's over the top, but it's just not as pensive as that first season was. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorian? Yeah, I'm kind of uh, really on the same boat with Haley. We talked about it a little beforehand. I asked her while she was watching it, like, where, where are you at? How do you feel about this? And I was, and she basically gave me the same answer. And I was like, yep, I pretty much agree with you. Um, one thing I did feel about this season, it, it like we said, it didn't live up to the, the hype of season one, which mm-hmm. is a lot of hype. So regardless, um, but I, I thought it was a lot slower than the the first season. I know the Punisher the okay. season one was already a bit slow, but I felt like this was a real slow burner to try to like how they usually do episode six or seven is mm-hmm. like the the mid season finale, and then mm-hmm. you have the back half, which is like all right, we're getting to the real like heart of the story, like yeah. the, the real villains and stuff like that. So I kind of felt like they they there was a lot more filler episodes in this one than I've seen in the past. Yeah, I would concur with that. I, I think uh, for me personally, what was so great about uh, season one was that it it was it didn't feel necessarily like a superhero show mm-hmm. it was a guy who happened to be a superhero to a degree or a hero and had to deal with coming to terms with all of that we got his backstory in the war we get uh, him coming home what happened to his family all of that was really well explored. Then we had the great comic relief of his buddy there, the computer dude, hanging out. Like, all that. That was such great, fun comic relief. And that is missing in this season. I would agree with that. This is a, a little bit of a more serious season. Uh, it's very much more com- – I think you're right, Haley. It's very much more about the comic book look of it or feel of it. Uh, and But, but uh, Steve Lightfoot, who is the showrunner, he said that he wanted season two to focus on Frank Castle adopting the mantle. So we yeah. definitely yeah. have that throughout this show. And so people who might have had an issue with the first season, with it being a little too like dialogue heavy or too much about the drama – this is uh, probably a season you'll enjoy more because it's more comic book based and has that comic book feel to it. You know, big baddies that he's got to overcome, the shadow organization that he's got to go up against. So there's all of that happening in this season. Um, acting wise, uh, what did you think about the new actors coming in, uh, 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 Dorian? You had Josh Stewart as as John Pilgrim, Floriana Lima as Krista Dumont, Georgia Wiggum coming in as Amy Bendix, and of course uh, veterans Carbon, Corbin Burnson and Annette O'Toole. What'd you think? Uh, I thought the new cast overall I really enjoyed them especially I thought uh, Haley uh, agrees with me as well on this one I thought Georgia how do you pronounce her Georgia Wiggum Wiggum I thought she was the standout for me I really loved her character because where we we didn't have that comic relief with um, you saw in the first season like this was the closest we got to that and and seeing that relationship between him her and Frank and Frank Castle throughout the season that was really one of the highlights because uh, without spoilers like you know that he lost his daughter and and his family but Mm -hmm. the girl would have been around the same age as Mm -hmm. as his daughter so he kind of sees his daughter in her and he's like I want to protect her and that really grounded his character for me a lot more in the season felt more personal so I really enjoyed her character in this and the the villain um, how do you pronounce John Pilgrim John Pilgrim yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I I respected what he was doing with the role. Like he, yeah. I, I could see where he was trying to do, and he was a bit menacing throughout it. But I just, I don't know, it didn't it didn't work for me really. Okay. Like I I I thought his, I, it felt like a, a just a staller type villain t- leading up until we got to the big villain, which was Jigsaw. So yeah. I, I, that's kind of how I felt with that. It's just more of a a B villain that they just mm-hmm. needed to throw him in there for the storyline, so they didn't burn through. Jake's all storyline too quick, in my opinion. But it kind of—I I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, Shea Wig- I, I think Georgia Wiggum is the one. It's, I agree with you, stands out. Uh, you know, people may have known her from 13 Reasons Why. She was uh, on MTV's Scream. Um, and so she. this is a young actress. And this is a young actress with a, not a lot of credits. Certainly pedigree because her father being Shea Wiggum, who you all look him up. He's been it's probably yeah, he's probably been like 40 movies that you, you didn't even remember <laughs> that he was in. Um, but to see his daughter come and step up, she was very natural and a good foil for The Punisher. What did you think, Haley, about the new additions to the cast? Uh, I agree pretty much across the board with that. I really liked uh, Josh Stewart's performance mm-hmm. as John Pilgrim. Yes. I just don't think that he was used super well, mm-hmm. especially, and we'll talk about it more in the spoiler portion, but especially in the first half of the season, mm-hmm. wasn't feeling him too much. Yeah. Um, Corbin Brinson is very good at what he does. <laughs> <laughs> he just he was perfect for that. Yeah. I. I missed – there are a lot of familiar faces that do come back, but mm-hmm. I will say, as we said, there are some elements that I miss, and I miss those actors, and I miss what they brought to the yeah. story. And I understand that those character stories may have been wrapped or mm-hmm. they didn't have as big a part this season, but I'm not quite sure I feel that some of the new additions – uh, carry off that missing element mm-hmm. as well as I wish they would have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're talking about Micro. Micro was the guy that was really a big part of it. And yeah. his wife having that kind of interaction from season one that was like a fun little thing to watch, this uh, mm-hmm. thing developing between Frank Castle and Micro's wife, thinking that she's a widow and what's the possibilities in Micro watching. It was nice, like, drama to throw yeah. into the situation that was fun to watch for, as a viewer. Yeah. And not a lot of that existed here. Um, uh, we should look at people coming back uh, yes. here. Oh, and Floriana Lima, I think, does a nice job as Krista Dumont. You've seen her in uh, in Supergirl and Lethal Weapon. And so that, that was nice to see her get a little bit of a, a, a good role to, to, to sink her teeth into. I liked her, but she's also someone I don't feel gets used super well mm-hmm. until the back yep. half of the season. I would throw Madani in that as well, yes. overall, that you feel like here's a, here's a really strong character from season one, and they kind of don't give her much to do for a majority of the season, and then really bring her on in the back end. Uh, once again, no spoilers, but they really bring no, yeah, her on that, the back that, end. That, that was one of my main like cons of it. Is, like, yeah. they, I felt they had no idea what they were going, what they were doing with mm-hmm. Medina. They were just like, all right, we gotta. I, without talking about spoilers, yeah, yeah, it just yeah. felt like they were just trying to stall her along. Like we have to give her some screen time, but right. we don't know what yeah. we're going to do with it. Like she's a main character, but we don't know. Like until it gets up until a certain point, like it's just. Right. That, that's how I felt with, especially with Medina. But yes, in the back half, it, that's when it really came alive for me with her character. I was like, yes, that's the Medina that we fell in love with in mm-hmm. the in the first season, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we have John, as you said, John Berthold certainly coming back as Frank Castle in The Punisher. Ben Barnes is back as Jigsaw. Billy Russo, Amber Rose Reba is back as Dina Badani. Jason R. Moore as Curtis. Curtis gets some love in this, yeah. in this yeah. episode, in this season rather. Deborah Ann Wool does come back as Karen Page as well. So it's a strong cast. Oh, I will say, um, and moving on to another section of this review for the show, I liked the way every episode was directed. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed that they, the directors they found to come in and take these episodes understood the rhythms and the like, just the look of the Punisher and what's supposed to happen uh, throughout the whole season. Never felt one episode felt a little more like out of place than the other episodes in terms of direction. How did you? What did you guys think? What did you think? I'll counter that because, okay. like, I like a lot of what they did, but I actually would have liked a bottle episode or two with a bit more flourish and style. Mm. Sort of like we see on Daredevil, there'll always be one episode that you're like, damn, mm. they directed that. <laughs> um, and I don't want to, you know, there is at some point in the season sort of the standoff episode that mm-hmm. takes place at a police station. I feel like that could have been directed with more style, more flourish. They're obviously gotcha. 
homaging Assault on Precinct 13 right. to a certain extent, mm-hmm. and right. I feel like there could have been more of that style in there as well as just the setup. Mm-hmm. But overall, I mm-hmm. I agree that it, I think what you said earlier, it really leans into the look and the feel of the Punisher comic books. Yeah, that, I agree. Yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's what I will agree with you on. Like, even yeah. though I, do, I did feel like it was a bit slower this season, all the episodes did feel like they connected yeah. like cohesively where even though like one episode might have been a little bit slower than another episode you you felt like it was it was all mm-hmm. thought out beforehand not just oh we have a like all like you said all the mm-hmm. directors were talking ahead of time just knowing like this is the game plan yeah let's let's execute it regardless of what happens but yeah in my opinion a little bit too slow but like you <laughs> said, I, I agree and and you we talked about it earlier you, yep. you said that you you kind of understand where they're coming from with like slower what do you mean? And, and what? what, what and like just the 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 tone of the sh- or the pacing of the show? Oh, like yeah. yeah, of this season? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I I understand if like why people would feel that way about this season who are going to see it if it's a bit slow for them. I I think because um like I said, there's not the other characters kind of distract us from everything that's going on. And I also think him uh, accepting the mantle is a different journey than him discovering what he can be. Right? Mm-hmm. There's more of a following this guy who's an underdog. This this season now you're like he really gets away with a lot and you have to kind of ask yourself and everybody in this damn show gets away with a lot that will put him in jail for like seven life sentences. Um, they you have to that's the conceit that you have to give this show uh, because so much happens here and so when it gets a little slower in the middle areas which feels like standard Netflix stuff that those middle filler episodes in almost every show it happened I, I was hoping Punisher would avoid that throughout its run but it, it didn't in this season that's for sure. But but I also think I, I like dialogue heavy stuff. So to me, uh, it was nice to sit back and watch these people go back and forth. I never felt something was repetitive. That's always the to me. That's what drove me nuts about Jessica Jones season one. I felt well, you just handle the purple man already. Just handle it already. So, wow, I feel I don't want to get too much into this. because yeah. that's something I want to talk about a lot in the spoilers. Sure, sure. There was so much in this that felt really redundant okay. to me, especially with arcs we already covered in season one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I very mm-hmm. much disagree on that, and I think that's mm-hmm. part of why I was bored sometimes. Oh, okay. And that ties into the fact that also I thought in season one, Lewis was such a fascinating, empathetic, your heart kind of broke for him mm-hmm. even though he was doing these terrible things. I don't feel that we have a villain in season two that your heart really breaks for no, or that no, you no. want to spend time with and mm-hmm. root for them. Yeah. No, yeah. I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. There, I, and I, I think what they were trying to do with Jigsaw, I, I – I, I loved Ben's performance, mm-hmm. but he, you could tell he was really trying his hardest, yeah. but he he could only do so much with the script and the material he yeah. was given. But I thought he, his portrayal of the character was, was great. Just mm-hmm. what he was working with didn't meet his meet what he was pr- giving, yeah. if that makes sense. Well, and the trailer dropped today, so that kind of gives us a guideline of what we can and can't talk about that's non-spoiler, right? We know the girl... Uh, we know that uh, Shea, uh, uh, George Williams' character is connected to the Punisher. He's defending her. We know there's this organization that's led uh, – that John Pilgrim's come out to come after Frank Castle. We know uh, Jigsaw's involved in this. And then, like I said, the organization here with another tool of Corbin's. And we – this – what did you feel about this – the overarching storyline of him grabbing the mantle and then what he has to do – and go against and what did you feel overall? But did you feel that that enriched his character? That it helped like kind of like um, grow out Frank Castle, evolve Frank Castle in the show or not? I thought it did a, a little bit. Like by the end, when I can't really, we can't talk about it on the spoilers, mm. but by the end, I felt like 
the the very last couple of scenes. I was like that they did it. That oh, okay. it, it's he's he that was badass. But you could see like as as um we get into the middle episodes mm-hmm. and without spoiling it again, but you could there was a moment he was just like I. He's he's accepting like I'm I'm I got to do what I got to do like yeah like because it was it felt like in the beginning he was still trying to battle with the mor- his morality and like mm-hmm. saying like oh do I do I really want to do this should I do this but but in the, like by by the time he does wake up he's like I gotta f some sh- I don't know I gotta <laughs> f some stuff up yeah. and and that was really cool to see yeah what are you yeah. uh yeah I'm I agree with that and it's I don't think that it enriched the character or okay. evolved maybe it evolved him a little mm-hmm. bit. I think what they did is they distilled him. They mm-hmm. they actually are getting rid of things that maybe I thought made him more interesting yeah. and bringing him right down to that essence you're talking about of I got to have gotta, some just stuff gotta, up. Yeah. Yeah. I got to do me and me is very violent and intense. And so the less he has that conflict, the more he becomes simple, which is unfortunate, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. also closer to what a lot of fans wanted to see, which is yeah. just the Punisher. Right. That's certainly true. And you see that as the uh, season progresses that he uh, he takes on the mantle. But the way he takes on the mantle, I got I to gotta agree with Haley. I think it's it does not have the nuance that you're that you loved from season one. I still enjoyed the season. I, yeah. I can't say it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't a good watch. I just think overall um, it it just, just wasn't as missing. Yeah, it wasn't as unique as the first season was. And and. Every single episode, as, as soon as season was over in season one, I couldn't wait to start the next one. I didn't feel yeah. that way about season two. There were mo- there were episodes that would, that would finish, and I'd be like, I'm going to take a bit of a break, and I'll come back to it. And there was no rush to finish that season. Uh, even though we had to do this review, <laughs> there wasn't necessarily a rush for me to do that. Yeah, no, uh, I, I was talking to Thad about it. When I, was, when I started the screeners, I think I watched the first two. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is fire. This was great. Yeah. And then as it, as it progressed, I felt more, it felt more as a, a chore than rather than like you want to you continuously binge watch. And it was like, yeah. all right, I, I finished episode three or four. Let me take a break. Let me, like you said, go, yeah. go do something and I'll come back to it. So I started realizing I was watching it in, in, in spurts. Mm-hmm. And then by, when we did get to the back half in the, the, the last four, Four or five episodes. That's when I could really just all right. Let me just mm-hmm. keep going and and, and going through because I can now. Yeah. It seems like they're they're hitting the heart of the story. Yeah. And do you, I want to ask one last question before we wrap up because we're going to move on to some of the spoiler stuff here. Um, did you think that the show, the all the other shows being canceled, all that kind of? Do you think that affected this at all? Because was this already shot? Was this already done before that announcement was made? And they started they started canceling all these shows. This feels like it was already done before then, but it also feels like they knew, like, well, there's a possibility. I think that's it. I think yeah. that this was filmed before that all happened, before the cancellations came through. Right. But even if you go back and read season one articles, people are like, yeah, but what's going to happen when Disney launches their streaming service? Right. So Netflix was definitely aware of that. And I do, if you look at the way Daredevil season three ended and when you get to the way this season ends, I think they were aware that these might be the last episodes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fact, I, 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 it felt like, like the last episode, once it, by the end, it, it did feel like they they kind of knew, but it left it open to, yeah, he could, maybe he could come back. Yeah. But it was like, if they did end it on that, if they did it in how they did, then I'd be fine with it because it 
it it worked for me. In yeah, my opinion. it kind of does. Yeah, exactly. You know, but the, of course, I would love love to have another season or so. Yeah. To, oh, sure. Because now now that he has fully embraced the mantle of becoming the Punisher yeah. and doing what he has to do, I would love a third season of him just all out, just killing people, just being that relentless Punisher. Mm-hmm. And it would even be dope. Maybe Netflix, if y'all want to scoop up Ghost Rider, <laughs> do a buddy partner buddy yeah. partner spinoff series or something like that in the future. Do it. But I would love yeah. a third season. I don't know if that's going to happen down okay. the road. Okay. Um, we can't get too deep into any of the relationships between the characters, uh, but I, I think I want to end on that. What did you guys think about the relations that were presented and then the, that were, I guess, that continued into this season, but also the new relationships that emerged as the season went on and the cha- especially the changes to um, uh, Madani's, uh, I guess, colleague there who was like initially against everything and then kind of we see his progression through the season. Mm. Did you like these relationships? Uh, did they deepen for you in the season or did you feel like they were kind of – they didn't work as, as strongly as they had in the first season? I don't think they work as strongly as the mm-hmm. first season. Okay. I think that uh, Frank and Amy or whatever her thousand names are, yeah, the young yeah, right, girl. Right. That works. Mm-hmm. That really works for me. Everything else, I don't think, really worked that okay. well for me. Relationship-wise. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm pretty much in the same boat. I, I loved that. That was probably the, the, the sincerest and most authentic relationship that we saw mm-hmm. out of all of them with uh, Frank and, and the girl. But, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, the, the rest, when Frank and, and Madani finally get to, yeah. to reunite and, and have that, that, that spark and that chemistry, I felt that. But I don't, they don't share too many scenes especially in the, the first half yeah. but once they once they do start sharing scenes and stuff like that those were that relationship worked because it was familiar and yeah. they already had built but all the other re- relationships we saw outside of those it, it really didn't work for me as much like not 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 that it didn't work it just didn't i wasn't like fully in yeah. like all the way invested. in, in yeah, 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 i wasn't yeah, fully yeah. invested in exactly i like, did like frank and curtis i thought yeah, they yeah, were absolutely. nice yeah. in terms of continuing relationships mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They, i like that too they did good but just yeah. like how we will, and we'll talk about more in the spoilers. But I, the uh, Madani and ah man, yeah, we'll, okay. talk. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about spoilers. We'll talk about spoilers. We're gonna do it. But here's here's the thing that I feel like I, uh, all of us are saying is that it's a good season. It's not uh, at the level of season one. It starts out well, bogs down in the middle, and then really picks up at the end. I think that's – is that a fair assessment yeah, yeah. of everyone's yeah. feelings about it? So it's still – definitely you should watch the show and enjoy the season and see what you think. Um, but that's kind of our overall feel of it. Uh, all right. Um, we're going to jump into spoilers. We're going to do uh, episode one. We're going to spoil episode one, and then we're going to talk about the finale after that. But I'm you know, I'm going to wave my hands when we're making the separation between <laughs> the two. But uh, at this point, if you want to turn it off, let's do a quick wrap-up. Thanks for watching our non-spoiler review of uh, uh, Netflix's The Punisher, Marvel's The Punisher Season 2. Uh, Haley, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Haley Fouch. You can find me on Instagram at Haystack McGroovy. And my man Dorian, where can they find you, bro? You can find me on Twitter at Dorian Parks and Rec because Parks and Rec is better than The Office. And then you can find <laughs> me on Instagram at just Dorian Parks. There you go. You can just find me at the Roca says on Twitter and Instagram. And of course, please like and share this video, share it on your social media, and subscribe to Collider for more reviews and videos just like this. Napa know how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. 
or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary.